The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. I play Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian. My name is Sam. I play Fjordan Frankentrees, and I am a Hill Dwarf Druid. My name is Jerry. I play Peter McMoist, a Drow Bard. on the Very Good Adventuring Team. The gang decided to take on the Protection Services quest. We learned a little bit about House Filrith. They went to talk to Frederick Filrith, who told them a little bit about the Iron Brands. Bjorten failed to negotiate a higher price for the escort mission. They did, however, get horses, even Jeff. They ventured out with Hirsch and eventually made it to the clearing where Porkins was waiting for them. Bjorten noticed the protection detail in the woods. They stood guard while Hirsch talked with Porkins about delivery schedules and other business. Eventually, they returned home. Upon returning to House Filrith, they had a conversation with Frederick about the interactions. He asked for their opinions on how things went, and opinions were shared. Frederick also asked our boys if they were open to more work, which they said they were. VGAT fans, thank you so much for joining us yet again in the midst of this global pandemic and shit show. We are going to continue recording remotely as we did last time. Hopefully that continues to work out for you. As soon as we can get ourselves back to a good spot where we don't have to record like this, we'll go back to our usual audio quality and all the rest. But uh, we did get one brand new microphone for Mr. Joshua. Hey, hey. And he sounds so much better now. It doesn't sound like he's recording from inside of a tin can, which is a dramatic improvement. We all feel very good about that. And now I would invite all of you to join us here in the wonderful land of Meloto, in Terragard, the town that our three heroes live in. It is Bet's Day, the 17th of Ico, the 12th day, in fact, of our campaign. And I have for you three quests. We have the So Spice campaign quest, uh, which is from Dugas Malsh. He has a request for you to bring him some spice. It's a trip that'll take a few days, but he's willing to pay you for it. A hundred gold if you can bring back a sack of some things. There are two new quests that you have not seen before. 
The very first one is called Follow the Frogs. Adam McNutt in Follow the Frogs would like you to follow the frogs. Go talk to him to find out more. And finally, there is a quest called Delivery. Emma from Tattle would like you to stop by. She has a favor she needs of you. You know what? I was actually thinking about this the other day, too, about the frogs. I was totally thinking about turning into a frog and then following the frogs. Whoa. All right, let's do that uh, mission. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because I know uh, Tattle has uh, some things for Jeff Cockthunder, I would imagine. I'm fine with it, I guess. That spice run is intriguing. I bet we could make it in 12 parsecs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's ever made the spice run in 12 parsecs. Something about swamp rats? I don't don't remember. We used to blast swamp rats in my T60 back home. They're no bigger than a meter. Shut the fuck up, kid. That's the line that should have been in that movie. That was a great Family Guy reference. I like that one. I like how they all respect his opinion. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this brand new guy for this war? I'll listen to him. <laughs> Admiral so-and-so, you've been fighting this war for 50 years. Where do you think we should go? I think we should listen to the hayseed from the desert planet. That rube over there? What's he got to say? <laughs> he was telling me earlier he used to blast womp rats in his T-60. He's clearly got an opinion worth listening to. Oh, you don't say. It's uh, like some fucking hillbilly saying he used to shoot pigeons in his barn. It's like, I'll let yeah, you plan okay. this battle. <laughs> uh, you got this. Right. <laughs> well, taking out a Death Star, all we need is a couple of twenty-two long rifle rounds. You ain't gonna need nothing bigger than that. <laughs> Twenty gauge with some nine shot. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he can do it. I believed him. I believed him. So here we are. Uh Star Wars references aside, uh, you guys want to go talk to Adam McNutt? And, you know, uh, we, we haven't really established too much about Mr. McNutt. Um, so, Jerry, why don't you tell us... Uh, so we know that he, he frequents and shops at... Uh, what the fuck was the name of it? The uh, Terra Guardian Thr- the thrift thrifty, store? Thrifty Terra Guardian. The Thrifty Terra Guardian do you guys want to meet him there, or do we need? Do we get to? Do we get to explore more of his personality? Uh, I th- I think if we're going to meet him, he'd want us to meet him at his house. At his house. Ooh. What kind of a what kind of a house does he live in? Um, you know, he's kind of got like a basement apartment that's got a letter instead of a number. Fucking for sure. I, I I've only seen this guy kind of go around the half. town. A and a half. <laughs> That's canon. <laughs> and a half. What? Well, uh, fucking. What was the thing? You were referencing Fight Club, there, weren't you? Yeah. What's the What's the dude's name? Is what did he? Uh, Raymond K- Raymond K. Hessel was yep. that it? Yes, that's right. What did you want to go to school for, Raymond K. Hessel? Stuff. Stuff. Were the midterms hard? I don't remember that in Fight Club. Oh, it's great. It's when they take the guy out back of the, like, you know, convenience store or laundromat or whatever he's working at, and he's got the revolver with no bullets in it. Vegetarian? Oh, my good. Veterinarian. Raymond! 
What did you want to be when you grew up? Okay. Um, so you guys have, uh, you guys have ventured over to, uh, did you, so you said he lives in kind of that northern part of town, uh, like around the market, not in tiny town, but like back in that warehousey area, right? Did we talk about that? No. Maybe. I don't think so. Peter, uh, where does, where does, uh, where does he live? Um. McNutt. Hold on. Uh, I gotta look at the map here. Let's see. It would be pretty amazing if he lived in the basement of a, like a halfling's house in Tiny Town. <laughs> he just curls up. It's like a regular-sized basement under the halfling-sized house. I should say medium creature-sized basement. Halflings are medium? I think halflings are small creatures. Oh, humans are medium. Mm-hmm. Shows the strong human bias of this game. I think he's going to live in a pretty isolated area. So, let me see. Oh, I can do a little ping, right? Do, do, do. He's going to be, like, over here. He's going to be kind of the southwest side. Probably a larger building. It's kind of kind of a, you know, multiplex apartment building. But he's going to be kind of out of the way if he can't be. Okay. I wish I could drag this map around and study using the stupid scroll bars. Yeah. Uh, right-click and drag. Really? Well, no. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool a year ago. <laughs> More like two and a half years ago. My world just got so much greater. <laughs> Roll20 is uh, very full-featured and uh, pretty fucking baller. All right, let me get my my labeling on. That looks like a big estate he lives in. You know, that's what it originally was going to be, but I'm cool with changing my mind. What's the, what, I feel like he would live in an apartment building that had, like, a misleading name. Like, I remember all the apartment buildings, um, where I used to live were always, like, the Georgetown Estates. And it was, like, a fucking hole, you know? Like, there's stucco falling off the side of the building and shit. I lived in an apartment building called Devonshire Estates that was just an absolute shithole. That's what this is, then. The Devonshire Estates. So Adam McNutt lives in apartment A and a half in Devonshire Estates, down here at the bottom. So Adam McNutt lives in the basement apartment A and a half in the Devonshire Estates in the south part of town. That's actually really close to Tattle too. I'm gonna have to release an updated copy of this map. I haven't I haven't put it out in a while. It's always been a problem for me putting out. <laughs> but dumb tis so bad. <laughs> So bad. I feel like if we were live and in person, I would have gotten at least a grimace out of that. Maybe a slight laugh. <sighs> Lonely podcasting. Anyway, I feel like it's going to be the cool apartment, though, uh, or at least cool in the respect that he's got his own door, like in the back of the building that no one knows is there because it's all overgrown. It's like behind a shrub or some shit. Yeah. He's got like extra storage space for all of his crazy shit that he keeps. Is he maybe also, because this seems like a very common thing, is he also like the caretaker for the building? <laughs> like the janitor? I don't That's know. That's why he gets the huge basement apartment. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's a crazy, like, groundskeeper. He's doing the hedges and keeping an eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that's actually perfect. So that whole, that whole little chunk of the map there, I'm going to move this over. 
So this whole thing is the... Oh, shit. I clicked on the wrong one. Oh, no. Did you see that? I clicked... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. God damn it. Ah. it. Keeps happening. So the Devonshire Estates is that whole grounds there. And uh, and Adam McNutt is the uh, is the groundskeeper slash caretaker for that like apartment building y area, and it's just a hole. And you guys swing by, probably let's say mid morning. Let's pull out my random weather generator. It's a moderate day. It's a little colder than usual. Oh, this is weird. I love Donjon dot bin dot sh, but it says a moderate wind that has a 50% chance of extinguishing candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames. <laughs> Very specific. I mean, if that doesn't scream D&D for you. So it's a little windy, a little cooler, but otherwise a, a decent summer day. You make your way down through the Devonshire Estates and around the back side of the building through the weeds and reeds, and you find yourself knocking at the door of uh, Adam McNutt, and you knock and, like, I don't know, maybe you got like a special knock worked out or something like that. You knock once or twice, and there's a long pause. I I, and cl- then... I clap three times. <laughs> clap three times. And uh, and then from behind you, Adam McNutt says, Oh, you're here! And you turn around, and he's at like the top of the steps that were leading down to his basement apartment. Holy Jesus. Oh shit, Adam. Hey. Whoa, whoa. And he, like, he comes down the steps and just, like, pushes and snakes between you and goes, Come in! Come in! Come in! And uh, opens the door and waves you all inside. You all go, I assume. Yes. I go. It smells like farts. (laughs) For sure. So many farts. That's layer upon layer of fart. Because whoever lived down here before him wasn't doing any better at life than McNutt is doing now. (laughs) He leads you into a room, uh, and he offers you a place to sit at a very cramped table. Like, every surface in this place is just littered with papers and folios and documents and books. I think for sure this guy has the wall with things, you know, taped and stapled and tacked to it with, like, yarn going between things. Uh, You would see the word frogs on there frequently and a a handful of other things you may or may not recognize. Frogs. Pepe Silvia. I, I did see that the... I didn't get this at first, but apparently the Pepe Silvia is a reference to Pennsylvania. Oh. Oh, I didn't get that either. Is you, have you guys seen the skit? With yeah. The, somebody. Oh, okay. There's all this mail coming in. For Pepe Silvia, it's supposed to be Pennsylvania. He's like slapping on the map. <laughs> That's right. Because he can't read. <laughs> no. Yep. Pepe. Pepe Silvia. Carol. Carol. <laughs> God, that was such a good. <laughs> or that. The other one was the, the pirates. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think's in there? Pirates? <laughs> <laughs> and then I go over here and turn the, the close sign off. That says Coors. Uh, no, the Coors sign on. It says closed. <laughs> I do love that. I need to watch that show. I need to just right. knuckle down and get through it. <laughs> so you guys are down in this basement. You see all this clutter and mess and junk. And then uh, <laughs> McNutt says to you, and he goes, can I talk to you guys about the frogs? Can I talk to you about, can I talk to you about the frogs? I wanted to talk about the frogs all day. Like, yeah, man, you kind of already told me that, you know, you wanted to talk about it. That's why we're here. 
Yeah. Are you going to train them to clean your apartment? He looks at you and goes, clean? Clean? What do you mean clean? It's perfectly fine in here. All right. <laughs> As you, like, the gigantic Goliath are probably, like, knocking shit off of tables and ledges everywhere you go. This is the frogs, the frogs. I think the frogs, I think, I think, I think, I think they're the key to all of it. I think that's, I think the frogs are how, I don't know. I think the frogs are the key. And I want you guys, because you're adventurers and you know about things like that adventurers would know about. I want you to follow the frogs. You see, what I've noticed is every couple of days, all the frogs are going in one direction. And I can never tell what direction it is. I can, of course, I can never tell what direction it because they're good because they're very good. And they know, they know that I'm watching, but they don't know that you're watching because they don't know that you know that I know who you are. And so if you guys can follow the frogs and they're going in a direction, then you guys can follow that direction. And then you can tell me what that direction was. Huh? Huh? Uh-oh. And he's looking around at all of you guys, like with, you know, like arms open. He's like, right, this is the master plan. That all checks out. Hey, um, hey, Adam, if, uh, you know, hypothetically speaking, if you could ask the frogs a question, like, what would you ask them? Oh, man. Oh, who do they work for? Maybe I'd ask them why, like, who... I mean, what are they getting out of it? You know? Like, like, what are they getting out of it? Like, how are they being paid? Like, you know, there's flies everywhere, right? <laughs> so, like, you don't need more flies. Like, what do you pay a frog with? Or maybe, maybe it's mind control because their minds are smaller and they're easier and they don't know? I don't know. I don't know. God, that's a good question. That's a good, like, that's like an icebreaker. Like at a party? <laughs> I just look around. I look at, uh, at, uh, the he, uh, Jeff. I'm like, this guy's high as hell. Yeah, he's giving me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Adam, um, when's, like, the next day that, you know, the frogs are gonna, like, you know, go in a direction? That's why I wanted you to come over, because it's tonight. Why? It's tonight. I think it's going to happen again tonight. I mean, it's never the same night, you know, like, but it's, it's, there's a pattern. I just can't see it yet, but there it's tonight. I know it's going to be tonight. I don't know how I know. What's going to be tonight. The frogs are going to go in the direction. Oh, the direction. The direction. See, you're getting it. I get it. I look at Fjorten and do a little twirly thing by my ear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if not my head. Uh, where Adam, where where should we go to see the most frogs? Oh, the most frogs. I see them everywhere. I see them. I always see them wherever I am. So maybe you need to start where I am. Have you have you tried catching any frogs? <laughs> I can never catch any frogs. They are so fat. I think it may Maybe it's part of the mind control spell that they're slipperier. You know? Does that... 
do you think that and he grabs a piece of paper and he writes down slipperier and he goes over to the board and finds like the right spot and tacks it up how about toads have you been licking any toads <laughs> so can we make any sense of like all the tacks that he has up there on the wall right now do any of them make any sort of sense to us nothing makes sense there's like some hand-drawn pictures of like a couple of buildings, maybe, but you can't really tell. There's a couple of pictures, like, again, all hand-drawn, but they're not, right. like, you know, you could, you could like, take a guess, and, like, you can see some of the, some words and names, like, uh, you see, like, Hoff and Gwyn and a couple of other things up there, like, names you recognize, but nothing super specific that, like, in any way is really intelligible to anybody other than Adam McNutt. At this point, I might look at Peter. I'm like, Peter, stop me. Stop me if I'm going too much here, but... And I'm gonna look towards uh, Adam. So, like the frogs, I just gotta wonder, what are we gonna get out of this? So wait, are you asking... I'm asking, pretty much asking uh, Adam, what are, are we... There's a payment thing. What are we getting out of this? This is a service from us to him, so... He, he kind of, like, paces back and forth, staring you down a little bit, and he goes... So you're 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 saying you're saying to me right now that knowing that knowing what the frogs are up to isn't enough. I can tell I'm starting to agitate this guy, so I'm just gonna uh, probably play it cool. No, no, I'm I'm not saying that at all. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and retract my question. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, he says, so "What were you saying?" I, I mean, I can give you money right you are you asking for money that's what you guys you guys do this stuff for money right i'm like i i, I kind of step in because i know that like adam doesn't have a lot of money so we'll be like listen uh listen we're happy to do this um we're not looking for for any quid pro quo here we'll uh we're happy to kind of find out what's going on here he says oh no i could find some money i probably have some somewhere in here i just i'll just say never it's fine it's fine it's okay. fine i, I want to know what the frogs are thinking you're right and he says yeah yeah see i knew i knew looking at you guys that you were good you were good good people that you would want to do this because because if we can find out why and then there's the why that's after that because like no i mean frogs right but there's a why to the why and if we can know the why then maybe we can be free of the why. Huh? And you can be a part of that. Cool. Anyway, where should we uh, meet you tonight? Uh, he says, well, uh, I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be out in... I'll be out in the grounds. How about that? That'll be inconspicuous if I'm just out standing in the courtyard, not looking at frogs and you can meet me there and then they'll yeah but don't come up to me because then they'll know you're with me but just be there and then you'll see the frogs that are by me and then you can follow them okay that's good then the frogs can keep an eye on you they're always watching me they always they're everywhere i am um like what time nightfall right at dusk Right at dusk. Cool. It seems like they do all of their watching for the day, and then at nightfall, that's when they go wherever they go. That makes total sense. 
Adam. Total sense. Well, uh, we're gonna go, and uh, we we'll see you tonight at dusk in, in the courtyard. Okay, buddy. Okay, I won't. I won't see you. And he gives you like a super cartoony, obvious wink. <laughs> and I give him the old finger guns. <laughs> I hear you, man. He says, "Whoa, look out with those things." <laughs> <laughs> And then from there, he uh, he just kind of starts like he goes over to his his wall of like papers and yarns and whatnot, and uh, just kind of hangs about looking at stuff, stuff. And uh, so once we get out of Adam's apartment, I just want to kind of talk to to Fjorten and Jeff and be like, hey, listen, uh, appreciate you guys kind of doing this, um, you know, doing these kind of things for Adam, kind of keeps him from going completely crazy so uh i know we're not going to get a whole lot of loot or anything out of this but uh you know we're just we're just trying to keep a lid on a little bit of his craziness if we can Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah all right you gotta help out folks where you can right nobody can help what what cards they were dealt well let's say it's uh let's say it's around 11 in the morning you guys got some time ahead of you did you want to fast forward through that did you want to do stuff during the day did you got anything you wanted to want to check out around town i did have a rule clarification for you oh sure so with um one of my spells uh pass without trace mm-hmm. uh the range is self and area but it also says in the description shadows and silences radiance from you masking you and your companions from detection but it doesn't say the radius of your companion, does it? Let me pull that spell up real quick, and I will take a look. So I think you can cast that on multiple people, can't you? It's a, it's a concentration spell. Pass gas without trace. Pass without... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a concentration. Pass without trace is a second level abjuration spell. Range of self, concentration up to one hour. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from detection. Oh, right for the duration? Fucking thing. Okay. Each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including you, has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity, stealth checks, and can't be tracked except by magical means. Mm-mm-mm. And you pass without leaving any tracks or traces of your passage. So, so. you sneaky AF if you cast that spell. I mean, I, I had a few. I was just kind of going through the ideas of how we're gonna pull this off. Uh, I thought it'd be cool to one transfer it into the frog and either do that pass without a trace so you guys can follow, or two spider climb on myself so I can climb on walls. <laughs> you could transform into a frog and be like frog business, huh? Where are we all yeah. going, guys? That's exactly what I was going to do, is just follow the frogs. <laughs> pretty much, do frog business. So, you guys going to fro- frog town, eh? That's pretty cool. You guys get licked by any weird people lately? That's my business. Sorry, what was what was the orders tonight? I, I totally forgot from uh, who again? But those are the ideas I'd throw out, if you guys had any other thoughts. Crickets. Ba-da-ba-da-bum. <laughs> Sounds like your uh, here, here I was your ideas rule. Frogs, but I found some crickets. Hey, oh! We can feed them to the frogs. <laughs> wow.
fans, welcome back. How's being trapped inside working out for everyone? I swear I have never spent so much time in video chat meetings in my whole life. But it's working out and we're all keeping ourselves from going crazy, right? Hopefully VGAT's helping you out a little bit with that. Friends, I hopefully have had time by the time this episode reaches you to put out our most recent artwork. I am terribly sorry for the long delay, but I had a lot of trouble finding an artist. Like an unreasonable amount of trouble. Eventually I did find one though, and the first wonderful artwork for our second campaign is on the way to you. I can't say thanks enough to Kira for their amazing contribution to this campaign. I am happier and happier every single time we are able to support another independent artist, especially when we get such wonderful things in return. Not only was Kira amazing to work with, super responsive and super talented, they made the most super awesome character art for us. So when you get a chance, check that out on thevgat.com slash artwork, as well as on Twitter and on Facebook. I would highly encourage all of you to check out Kira's DeviantArt page, which we will of course provide links to in all of those places. And I would especially encourage you to commission them for some artwork, because that would be amazing and you would get amazing things. In other VGAT news, I think we have a decent handle on the remote recording setup now. Obviously, this will be how we operate until World Health gets back to stable. It's actually turning out well enough that we probably will do more of this in the future as well. I strongly prefer the in-person sessions, and I want to make sure we push for that as much as possible, but it's always good to have that backup option available, and, well, you know, health is important, right? If you have any comments or feedback on how things are going, you know where to find us to give us a piece of your mind. Well, I could always keep blathering on, but I think it's time to get back into the action. Anything else you guys wanted to do before one of three plans from Fjorten goes into play? Um, no. I think I'm good. Oh, you know what we could do? We could go get some tea. Oh. Yeah, good plan. uh, Why not? Hey, hey. Well, you happen to be right in the neighborhood of Tattle, and so you poop scoot and boogie on over to there, and it's, uh, it's 11.30ish when you get there. It's a little before the lunch rush is starting. I guess I don't know if tea shops would have lunch rushes, but it feels like they would. You know, for tiny sandwiches and, and such. And uh, she, as you enter, she says, Oh, oh good, oh good, you're here. Come on over. Uh, you walk up to the counter and she says, So, it's one of my busier days of the week and it is just about to be lunch rush so i need a big favor from you guys okay i need you to go out to the reardon farm and pick up a package for me and bring it back here is it tea sure (laughs) 
<laughs> is it drugs? Let's call it tea. Um, it's a bit of a secret ingredient for some of the people that I have coming today, so I really need it, like, before launch. Where is it? Uh, she is telling you that it's out at the Reardon Farm, and, well, we've started doing this on a regular basis now, so why don't you guys all just give me a history roll, and we'll see what you know about the Reardon family. Playing D&D? Gotta roll some dice. Da -da 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 -da. It's part of the game. <laughs> I think that, that that should be the Dungeons and Dragons theme song. <laughs> that should be our opening song. <laughs> uh, all right. Who is Butt McStuffins? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be this guy. <laughs> Somebody figured out how to change their name in Roll Twenty. <laughs> It's Mr. Butt McStuffins to you. <laughs> these Your picture is very official looking. Uh, these glasses demand authority on my butt nose. For the audience at home, <laughs> Sam has found a picture of uh, a butt, a nude butt that somebody has painted lips on and then put a... Uh, what do you call those? There's a name for those, the, the like the fake glasses with the fake nose. Like the Groucho Marx glasses? Yeah. Mr. Potato Head things? Clatter, 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 clatter. 18. Well, that's an 18. Uh, clatter, Jeff. clatter, clatter. Uh, 18 as well. Mmm. Clink, thump, thump, thump. Uh, six. Aw. I really can't wait until we can get back to real dice, man. I love real dice. It's uh, weirdly a large part of the reason that I like playing D&D, because... Dice are just awesome. Uh, fuck, I forgot where we left off there. So yeah. I would, Wait. I would ask her, are you? Sh this, this is gonna, this isn't gonna take much time. You said before lunch. She says, yeah. If you could just, uh, well, shit. Maybe I'm misrepresenting here. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna amend. I'm gonna retcon my previous statement to say, she has clients that are gonna be there in the afternoon, but she doesn't have time to make the run herself because she has to deal with the lunch rush. Okay. Because she wants you to go to the Reardon estate slash uh, manor slash whatever that's out on the eastern side of town. Pretty close to the Saka Forest, in fact. Well, I'm in a conundrum because Fureton is all about kind of keeping promises and making sure, make sure not to back out of an agreement if need be. And so I'm just kind of almost getting... I'm not frustrated, but kind of flustered. I'm like, oh, oh, um, mm, 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 okay. Uh, mm. Trying to wrap around it, and mm -hmm. I gotta gotta follow these frogs, but I can't, I can't just do this too. Hmm. Hmm. Mm hmm. What if we split? Hmm. You guys will have time to make it to the edge of town to pick up this, in quotes, package and get back here well before nightfall. Or at least does, you I think say, you does, will. I was going to say, does somebody else say this to uh, put my mind at ease? Because I'm not thinking that at this moment. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Looks like your compatriots are just letting you dangle. I know. It's, it's a real uh, me-talking-to-myself show. So wait, I would what's certainly elect... I would like to help. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're, I'm sorry, you're, you're confused over what? I'm concerned that I won't have time to uh, follow the frogs if we do this too. Are you sure we're going to have enough time? Are we going to make it back in time? Or, uh... Oh. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, what time of day is it? It's like 11 right now. Yeah, it's we got like six, seven hours. We're uh, we'll be fine. Uh, but you know, question though. Um, theoretically, if we got caught with whatever might theoretically be in that box, theoretically, how much trouble might we theoretically be in? Oh, theoretically, no one will even ask you. So, it's not even a concern. I mean. I don't think anyone would even know what it is. Huh. So, uh, do we have any, um, anybody have any ideas how we could theoretically conceal something that we might theoretically not want anybody else to find? Um, theoretically, uh, we can go back to the past spells that I was mentioning with the past without a trace, and theoretically nobody would be able to really see us. Cool. Coming back. How long does that thing last for? One hour. One hour. Okay. So we if we'd probably want to do that like right before we get to the city gates. Alright. I guess I'm in. I do have a question for you, Mr. DM, as a thought. Um with the Hit me up. Druid, with the druid thing again, I get to get all the items on me and stuff them inside of my body somehow. Would that include <laughs> such things as packages like this and drugs anything that you've got on you goes up in you and drugs and drugs and stuff like theoretically man i can like kind of do a cat (laughs) with the drugs inside me i mean i feel like it would be most appropriate to turn into a mule oh my goodness but i won't i I won't do that we have passed without a chase but that's still really fun that's awesome okay we could try that's not mcstuffins (laughs) <laughs> Esquire. Well, all right, man. All right. Y'all wanna? What y'all wanna do? You do you indicate that you accept her quest? I want to help uh, Emma. That's because you know she's got boo. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> she slapped. She slapped you with your tail once. That's all I know. What happened? Her girthy, muscular half tail. Well, if if, uh, if if Peter says we can we can make it back, I'll I'll do this. Yeah, sounds good. <coughs> what what are we getting out of this again? Uh, she is offering you for this modest, quick delivery. Uh, she's going to offer you guys thirty gold to go and do this. Whoa, that's a lot of gold. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of gold for half a tail. Even if we run late, I figure we can make something up to the crazy guy. We can always come back five days from now. <laughs> True, he didn't Yeah, I guess he said he was going to meet us somewhere Alright, then I, I I guess we're good then Yeah Swiggity sweet She says Oh, here, uh, let me give you this And she goes behind the counter And she writes a little note And she rolls it up And then you see her take some money And stuff it into a pouch And put the little letter that she writes Or the note, rather, into the pouch And she comes back and she hands it to Jeff and she says, give this to Amber. When you get there, she knows who I am. She knows what I ordered. She'll send it back with you and just bring it straight here. 
Good? Good. Alright. She gives you a little wink. She, uh, pats Peter on the shoulder. And, uh, I feel like maybe she pokes Fjorten. And she says, well, I've got to get ready for lunch. I will see you all shortly. She says inquisitively. Yes, shortly. Very good. And with that, y'all going to make your way out to... And you... Uh, sorry, we, we did roll earlier for the history check on House Reardon. And then we didn't actually do anything about it. So probably the most interesting thing that you guys know about House Reardon... Let me show you some things here. The symbol of their house is an upside-down feather. Uh, so you guys know that House Reardon is a family of humans. And the matriarch of this family is Amber Reardon. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Uh-oh. And Amber has uh, several sons that you know of. Uh, it is Des, Rick, and Tuco. And while I don't have pictures for Des, Rick, and Tuco yet, I do have a picture for Amber Reardon. And if anybody followed my sage advice from earlier episodes and started watching Letterkenny, you would recognize Amber Reardon as Tannis from Letterkenny. Um, and God, I wish I could pronounce her real name, but it's, I think, Kanahidio? Oh man, I'm fucking slaughtering that. I feel terrible. Horn is her last name, though, and she is wonderful. Her last name is Horn? H-O-R-N, apparently. It's oh, a lot of horn talk. Canathedio. <laughs> 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 uh, looks about right. Well, Canathedio? Contanita. No, that's, that's a parent's. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, I, would, I would think you said it right. I wish I uh, knew how to pronounce that. But anyway... So you guys make your way out to uh, the building where the Reardons make their lively living out on the eastern edge of town, somewhat near the Saka Forest. And uh, the other things about this particular family, like I said, you know that it's humans, you know that Amber is the matriarch. Uh, probably the most concerning thing, though, is that you guys... Uh, <laughs> Oh, God. Josh and Butt McStuffins. Uh, Josh and Sam. If In case I edited it out earlier, Sam changed his name in Roll20 to Butt McStuffins. I'll go ahead and change it back. It seems it's, it's causing issues. No, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Anyway, so uh, Sam and Josh having both rolled 18s, you guys are pretty confident that you... Um, you're familiar with House Reardon. You definitely know about them. Um, but you don't really know what they do. Most of the other houses that are in the area, you know that they're like involved in trade. You know that they're involved in like maybe say the military or the leadership in town. Uh, maybe they're farming, things like that. Uh, House Reardon, you know that they are one of the noble houses, but you don't really know why. Well, I think we know now. Kind of. Mm. They sell loose cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> What do they say in the show? Buck a stick? Yeah. But it's a Canadian dollar, so... So, like, two you make your way. dollars? I don't actually know what the exchange rate is anymore. I thought at one point it actually flipped. It did. I don't think it's gone back now. Probably. You make your way out to the Reardon house, and 
There's a couple of people just like hanging out outside, maybe doing a little bit of a cold weather barbecuing. It smells pretty good. Seems like they know the know their way around a barbecue. And uh, you see Amber is womaning that grill. If that's the right. I just realized I was gonna say manning that grill, and that's not the right way to put it. She is operating that grill. We don't have to use gender here. And as you walk up, she uh, sees you on approach. And, uh, <laughs> God, I've totally got her in my head now, and I just wanted, like, <laughs> as you approach her, to be like, what do you want, Pink Dicks? How are you now? But she doesn't actually say that. She says, what you need? I, I would kind of maybe jab towards uh, Peter. Yeah, me. I jab, then I jab towards well, I, Jeff. I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> yeah. That's, Here, that, and I hand her the package. That does happen. She... Gives you sort of a side eye, and she reaches out and grabs the bag. Kind of looks at a, looks at that, looks back at you, and then looks at the bag. Opens it up, pulls out the note, and she goes, "Oh, oh, hang on." And uh, you see, there's a there's a couple of hangers on and whatnot that are around her. Nobody you really recognize, although you are not super familiar with this family. Um, but she uh, she kind of like snaps her fingers at one of them, and uh, says, you know, go inside, get the blah, 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 whatever. And one of her lackeys goes inside and Amber turns around and looks between the three of you. And, uh, she looks up at, looks up at Jeff and says, so you hungry? Am I hungry? Yeah. You hungry? I could eat. Good. You, she says, looking at Peter. Um, I try to see what she's cooking on the grill. Uh, it looks like meat. Does it look like good meat? Um, well, let's see here. Let's make a good meat roll. <laughs> uh, it looks like 12 meat. <laughs> out, of, out of 20. Out of 20. Oh, so. Like, you know, it's slightly better it's than least average, average meat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hungry. And then she looks over at uh, Fjorten. You hungry? I can always eat. Uh, you're not a. I can't remember. Are you a vegetarian? No. No. Did I say that? Is that? Did... I thought we had a discussion on the matter. I couldn't figure out. Uh, remember where we landed? Yeah, me either. You I know what? Call there being a thing about that too. Okay, actually, fuck it. I said I can always eat, and then I look over at the grill. I'm like, uh, and it's it's the only thing on that grill meat. It's just meat. Uh, actually, I'm pretty good. Thank you, though. Uh, she goes. All right. Kind of shrugs her shoulders a little bit. And uh, she reaches into a little tray on the side of the grill, and there's little skewers there. And she stabs a couple of little cubes of meat that are on the grill, and she hands some to Peter, and then she stabs a couple, and she looks over at Jeff, and then she stabs a couple more and hands you a stick. <laughs> you guys got a nice little uh, meat stick snack. you going to take a bite out of it? Are you saving it for later? What are you doing? Staring at him, I guess, and waiting for them. No, sorry, I was <laughs> muted. I ate, <laughs> oh, I eat all the meat off my stick all at once. And say, oh, oh it's delicious. <laughs> uh, and as you are like taking, you know, bites off of this, um, Amber is like, she's watching and she's waiting. And as you devour the whole mouthful and you like compliment her, you can see she gets like a satisfied look and a nod. And then she looks over at Peter. 
And then I kind of like take a few bites and I kind of, you know, give her the old head nod, like, mmm, good. (laughs) (laughs) Have you you guys ever seen, uh, shit, is that in Jeremiah Johnson? When he's eating the food from his, uh, I think it's his wife at that point. And he's like, mmm, oh, mm, good, no, full. (laughs) Don't eat any more. Then he goes off to the side and spits it all out. Anyway, uh, so she, you get, she gets a compliment from you and, uh, she gives you an approving nod as well. Uh, she kind of looks over at Fjorta and just kind of looks you up and down. Mm, Gives you kind of a look. Uh, by this point, her lackey comes back out of the house with, uh, with a bag. It's probably maybe like, uh, like a 10 inch square and maybe like an inch or two thick. And it's wrapped up in parchment with twine. And, uh, she goes, here you go. Bring this back to her. And then she hands it over to Jeff. Y'all kind of stand there for a second looking at her. And then she gives you the, uh, the like, the shoe gesture is like, run along, run along. Huh. All right, then. <laughs> uh, were we allowed to look in the box? Well, as the DM, I can tell you that I didn't say anything about looking or not looking. What do you think, guys? Should we look in the box? I'm just going to kind of go on forward like she did. You can do what you want. I would tell you. I'm looking in the box. To do it. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to do it right there in front of her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're standing in front of Amber and you snatch the package out of Jeff's hands and you start undoing the twine and Amber's just like, "The fuck are you doing?" Uh I'm like, "I want I wanted to see what's inside. Can I look inside?" <laughs> she says, "Uh I don't think so. Are you a delivery boy or an inspector boy?" I'm I'm a, I want to know what's in the box, boy. <laughs> a curious boy. <laughs> a curious naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> she says, all right, it's not mine anymore, but I don't think you should do that. Um, why? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes delivery boys are better off not knowing what they're delivering. Is it? Is it? But why? She says, look, why don't you boys just move along, okay? Don't do this in front of my place. All right. You're drawing attention. All right. All right. Well, let's go, guys, I guess. I don't know why you want to know what's in the box so bad. What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, So you guys get get a little down the road. Peter, are you going to actually, you're going to open the box as you're walking along? Well, I guess we're walking along and I'm like, Hey guys, can we look in the box? What do you guys think? Should we look in the box? We should probably look in the box. I am thoroughly uninterested as to what's in the box. I don't give a care either way as long as we bring it back. There is no clear instruction on whether or whether or not to look inside that box. Do you- I mean, you could always justify it by saying you had to make it smaller to keister it. So before we open the box and not open the box, I will uh, cast without a trace on us just because this is too easy and I'm I'm already super uh, already sketched out about this whole mission. Nice. Uh, that doesn't need any kind of a roll or anything, right? It just casts, and you're concentrating now. That's right. I would be uh, concentrating now. Right on. 
I really want to mess with you at some point and be like, you know, there's a bird on the side of the road. It's a, like a super cool bird. Roll for concentration. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm not, not going to do that, though. That's really... <laughs> Uh, all right, so you cast Pass Without a Trace on yourself and your two companions, and the three of you are now passing without traces. All right, you can do whatever you want to do. Does it does it look like I could open it without her knowing that I opened it? So, so what you're holding is um is a a package that is wrapped in. I don't know. What do you call that stuff? Like that brown wrapping paper? Uh, you know, like I think they use it at like delis and shit to give you meat in and things like that. And then that's wrapped in twine, like, you know, over, I don't know how to describe that, but it just looks like a old timey fucking package wrapped in twine. So, uh, let me have you, what would be a good skill for this? What would be a good skill for tying knots? Let's just call it a straight up dexterity roll. Oh, nice. Okay. Happy to do one of those, I think. Oh, are you <laughs> shitting me right now? I have a I have a plus four to a dexterity. Oh, wait, I did a saving throw. Is that what I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reroll it, because right. it's supposed oh, to be just a regular God, roll. Okay. I really wanted you to take it, though. Oh, that's better. There Whew. we go. <laughs> Alright, so you originally rolled a one, which would have been a five on your dexterity <laughs> save, and then you rolled an 18. So you're looking at this package, and you're like, I wonder if I could get this open without anybody knowing! Oh! And then you drop it. <laughs> and it, like, it lands on the road, and it, like, dents in the side of it a little bit, and, like, it's obvious that this thing's been a little mishandled. But you pick it up, and you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And you very deftly untie the knot in it, and you undo the twine. And I'm going to say your 18 that you rolled here on Dexterity is good enough that you not only can untie it without causing any major disturbances, but you'll also be able to retie it once it's done. Nice. Okay. So I untie it, and I look inside. You take a look inside, and what you find is that there is a box, and in this box is a bunch of sort of like, it almost looks like miscellaneous, uh, like, leaves and clippings and there's maybe like some chunks of mushroom or something in there uh and just sort of like a it's not anything that you specifically recognize or at least i don't think it is why don't i have i don't know i don't have you make a nature roll would i be would we all be able to see it are you looking now that he has it open i think i'd want to kind of check it out i have no idea yeah. what it is i think once he opens it we'd all take a look. <laughs> Uh-huh. The deed is done. So, <laughs> Peter's got himself a fucking... You've got a negative two to nature rolls? Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. <laughs> but you still rolled a five. Um, And uh, our druid, our resident druid, only rolled a five. Uh-huh. However, our resident Goliath How rolling it, a natty 20. Where's this thing coming from? The fucking mountain somewhere? Or? You know, that's actually a grand idea. Uh, so you, um, Jeff, you look into this box and you recognize this substance. You recognize it as a very potent uh, thing that you would um, mix into a tea or a, a like, well, where you would recognize it from is you just kind of like boil it in water or whatever. 
but it is a very potent hallucinogen that is known to your tribe. Uh, and what what's uh, what's this drug called in your culture? Um, um, yes. What? I don't know. I'm really excited for this right now. <laughs> what does it look like? Like just various clippings? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look. Uh, it looks like it's made of multiple things, like maybe two or three different kinds of leaves that are dried, and then some chunks of mushrooms, maybe like a berry or two. Um, it's definitely like a lot of different components. For some reason, I'm I thought of clippings, and I'm like toenail clippings, and then I thought <laughs> to- it should be cocaine. Cocaine. Oh my god. God flotsam. God flotsam? God flotsam. So, God flotsam, sometimes occasionally known on the streets as tocaine. You look in this box that gets opened up and you're like, holy shit, that's God flotsam. (laughs) 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 And, like, it's a lot. Like, this is no small quantity. Like, you know that... Enough that you could brew like maybe three or four cups of tea is worth a substantial amount of money, which that 30 gold for retrieving this is making a little more sense now uh, because this is a significant amount of the stuff. Um, And yeah, so now you guys know what's in the box. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. It seems like Jeff seems to know the most about this stuff. And uh, so I looked at Jeff. I'm like, hey, what, what should we do with this? Make the delivery, accept the gold, and move on with our lives? I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we go back to Tattle. Right on. Uh, so you guys discover what's in this package. And yeah, Peter, the the box looks a little fucked up because of you uh, dropping it from that failed dexterity save. Um, but it doesn't look... You're, like, you're able to get it re-put back together... So that it looks like it's the original, you know, closure and not tie. And you waltz your way through town. Are you guys actually trying to be sneaky or are you just relying on the spell? I'm not trying to be sneaky. There's no point in me trying to be sneaky. <laughs> I would I would walk confidently as well. Peter, you walking around like you own that shit? Yeah. What's there to be afraid of? Fucking right. You guys stroll through the town and... Uh, I'm going to do this with real dice. I miss real dice. I'm going to just roll me a quick roll. Get the microphone close enough. Campaign 2, Episode 15, Good Meat Roll, was released on March 29th, 2020. I can promise you another episode in seven days. Another episode of Farts. Another episode of Laughs. Another episode of Dungeons and Dragons. Another episode of... Vegan! 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 Vegan!
Playing D&D. Gotta roll some dice. Da-da-da-da-da. It's part of the game.